In today's episode of Revival Podcast, we're looking at what is God saying now? What is he doing now? And I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Anne Calvert. She's part of our All Nations Movement senior team and also leading Unleashed. Welcome to Revival Podcast with me, Steve Uppel. I'm delighted today to be joined by Anne Calver. Uh, Esther and I have known Anne for quite a few years. We've worked together at large events around the UK. Um, uh, but over the last year in particular, our journeys and paths have crossed more. And it feels like the Lord has connected our stories in terms of what God is doing in the United Kingdom. And so I'm, maybe we'll touch on some of that, but Anne, thank you so much for making time to be with me for this program today. I'm absolutely convinced it's going to be rich in conversation. Thank you so much, Steve. It's just a joy to be with you and just to have another opportunity to talk and for other people to hear all the excitement that's burning in us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Anne is married to Gavin. Both of them are in ministry, slightly different areas. Gavin is serving in the Evangelical Alliance and they have two children, one 10 years old and one 14 years old. So I always say that because I think sometimes people think ministry people are in this world over here, do ministry. Uh, but like Esther and I, we're going to you make tea, you clean up, you look after kids, you do family duties in the midst of that. God is moving. And so our mundane is part of the deeply spiritual that God is birthing. And I know you believe that and live that way as well. So I'm going to kick straight in with a question. And uh, we've been kind of doing a bit of prep beforehand. Uh, and I know uh, in your heart and mind has been a conversation with the Lord around uh, preparing the way for the Lord. So I'll just give you a lead in by saying that that scripture has been really important to me the last two and a half years as well. But what is it that you sense the Lord saying to you about preparing the way for the Lord? So, yeah, I, so much. I just feel like he's saying so much. I, I'm really excited about the season that we're in. I I believe that we're, we're beginning to tiptoe in something very, very exciting. Um, and the Lord is going to move in power across the nations. I'm just certain of it. And I hope it's in my lifetime. And I think there's been a sense of God saying, you know, I'm getting you ready for the harvest. I'm getting my church, my bride ready for the harvest and, and an awareness of of two things happening really like a waking up of the bride of Christ um, a gradual waking up which I think we've talked about quite a lot haven't we and I think it, it's slowly happening um, but more and more people are waking up to what the Holy Spirit is saying and then just a, a reaching out for the lost you know and and actually a desire and a hunger to see the lost come to Jesus so there's like an awakening in us and a drawing of the lost um, and I think that the Lord is it's been saying, you know, and there's lots of obstacles that need to be cleared out of the way um, for that to happen and to see the fullness of the harvest come in. I'll just say on that waking up piece, it was interesting in the COVID year in 2020, how much I, I thought this is all going to happen in a few weeks. God is speaking so much. There's so much going on. Wow. Everybody's going to wake up to what God's doing. It'll be done really quick. And then you kind of settle into it and realize, actually, not everybody's responding the way that they should. We still have a lot of waking up to do ourselves. And there's layers to it. There's a journey behind it. But I, I guess I'm agreeing with you, but also saying that there's more of a timeline than we'd realized uh, involved in what God is saying and doing. So, yeah, we're just agreeing with you on that. But I'll let you continue on preparing the way. 
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think we would say there's been layers of awakening, haven't, haven't there? And there's still more to come. And that line, you know, out of the slow we will go, um, has been very frustrating for those of us who are activists and want to run now. Um, and the Lord's just been saying, though, some of the preparation is happening in your hearts and I need you to, to hang on a second. But I'll just share this with you. Um, this is back on the, the 13th of February, term 21. So, Anne, I want to liberate my church from everything that would hold them back. I'm not just talking about their hearts. There has been cultural baggage attached to their backs that I don't want them to carry. There have been Western strategies and pathways to success that are no longer important to my plan. When I say I'm making everything new, I mean it. When I tell you that needs to die, I mean it. Question and weigh everything that is old. Do not use it, embrace it, push for it, encourage it, even if it appears to be good or the right thing to do. If you hit a roadblock, ask why. Is it the ancient path? Is it the way of my spirit? I'm making streams in the wasteland, rivers in the desert for my chosen ones. I'm making a new pathway for my beloved. It's a road to freedom, to full release, to my kingdom breaking in. For too long, my people have been burdened by systems and processes of the world overwhelmed with pressures that I have not laid upon them, convinced that godliness is busyness. I'm mobilizing an army and that army has to shake the decades of dust off their feet and not get drawn into the ashes again. Returning to the old in any way will steal, kill and destroy the more that you're longing for. You must not go back. You must look for the ancient path and walk in it. All kinds of people will call you in different directions, believing that their method is gonna help the move. Nothing will help because it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And just a little bit more that I thought was relevant, Steve, learn to recognize the distractions and ask me to bat them to one side. I'm creating a highway in the desert. I'm preparing the way, leveling the ground, returning to my children. This is not a new method. It's a new era of my spirit. If you reach a red light, do not go any further. I will show you the way to walk in. Go slow, throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles so you can run the race marked out for your generation. Do not build anything that restricts, contains, or limits me. It will have to come down. Wow. There's more than that, but I just feel to stop yeah. there and just hear what you... I, I would say it'd be great. We've got, as people will be aware, we have show notes for these. It'd be great to get that um, into the show notes and maybe the full version so others could take it away, meditate on it, and just reflect on what God is saying. It's interesting, this, this morning, Esther and I, as we were praying... We felt it the last few weeks a lot, but just reminded that everything we do, we must do led by the spirit. If he doesn't give us the permission to move, we don't move. Like you're saying, if there's a red light, you stop. If there's a blockage, you say, why? Lord, what is it? That historically hasn't been our way of operating. 
We pretty much know how to do ministry. We know what we should do. Obviously, we would all say, yes, we listen to the Lord and yes, we want to please the Lord. But if for us in the last year, it has felt a radical shift from not just dependent for a sermon or dependent for a service, but whether it's with our kids, family, decision making, it's it's a restoration of childlikeness is the way that I think we're phrasing it. But you encapsulate that so well in that word. I would encourage people to either you know skip back and listen to it again, pause and pray, uh, or maybe later on with the show notes to prayerfully work it through because it is the new that God's saying, stay in step with my spirit. So I'm agreeing with you 100%, Anne, and I guess commenting because we felt it so strong this morning. And I'll, I'll say one last thing and then I'll hand back to you to expand anymore. It was in 20. 19, November 2019, I felt the Lord saying to me, you're about to go through the, the uh, biggest period of unlearning of your life. And, and 2020 and still into 21, still, it feels like we are unlearning. We're unlearning old ways. We're learning things that we, we picked up habits and stuff through just being around church and being around people for years. And we thought, oh, that's the way you do that. That's the way you do that. And now the Lord is saying, no, that's not the way you do that. Uh, in fact, that's to him, it's offensive that we elevated our minds and our traditions more than we did his leading, his word uh, and the spirit of God within us. So, so I'm agreeing with you in essence, Anne, but happy for you to expand more. Or I'm, I'm happy to ask you a little bit about how you think that will happen in terms of, you know, that passage in Isaiah is about prepare the way for the Lord. Things have to be brought low and have to be leveled out. What do you see as things or what do you hear the Lord saying to you about the bringing low and the leveling out? Yeah, that's really good. I, oh, I just, I was just reminded as well, you know, of Jesus and actually the way of, of the Pharisees was not the right way to go, was it? But it seemed like the right way. It seemed like a good system. It seemed like good practice. It seemed like, oh no, that's right and good and godly. But actually, Jesus threw that all out, didn't he? And he, his way that he walked was just really surprising, um, really unusual, something completely new. And and they were there going, whoa, is this is this the son of God? Is this really a work of God? And I even John the Baptist himself was like, you know, is, is this what we were expecting? Is are you the one? And he knew him well. Yeah. Um, he talked about him, you know, and I, and I think there's going to be some of that uncertainty as we we continue to journey but i believe what we are beginning to see in the spirit is i see it like we were on a bus and we were traveling along on this bus and then we we got off the bus and actually i was with you steve i was with esther and, and a few of us together and and we got off this bus and we began to walk ahead and we'd hit a roadblock on the road the bus could go no further and quite a lot of people around us were just happy to sit and wait for the road to be cleared. I think they'll be fine, by the way. But yeah. there was this activist, I think, again, going, no, we need to get off. We need to find another way. And we began to, like, work our way through the obstacles on the road and push them to the side of the road and say, like, we need to get a route through here. That This is not a no-go area. This is actually a road that the Lord wants to create for us to get through. And we, we moved the obstacles and it was took quite a long time. They were, I think, think like strongholds in our own lives. I think um, they were things that we've done for many years in the church that we think are good things to do. And actually 
actually they weren't creating followers of Jesus. They weren't helping people come into the kingdom. Um, things that, you know, we actually thought were good, but also things in our own hearts and lives that aren't good. Um, sin and and pride and yeah just a lack of surrender um happening and so we moved all these obstacles out of the way and eventually we got to the edge of this cliff and crazily we jumped like a load of us just jumped off and thankfully we had parachutes on our backs that just came up and we just began to soar and I just felt like I was a bit like, what on earth is going on? But I just felt like the Lord was saying, I'm making a way in the desert. I am making a way, you know, and drawn into Isaiah 40 again and Luke 3, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And I mean, it goes on, doesn't it? But it was just, whoa, he is going to do it by his spirit, but he wants us to partner with him in bringing that about. Yeah, you mentioned John the Baptist there, and my kind of thought, one of the, when John the Baptist, he obviously called out who Jesus was, he spoke about it, he prophesied, this is the Lamb of God, he baptised him, and yet, when things didn't go the way that John thought they might go, or when John was going through his own persecution, he's in prison, he, he sends messengers to find out whether Jesus is the one, and Jesus, his response is, yeah, tell him what's happening, but blessed is the one who's not offended at me. In other words, I may not do things as you want, but blessed is the one who's not offended at me. And I'm, my hope is in the coming move of God, with all that he's stirring, that people won't be offended at the leadership of Jesus. Uh, Esther and I pretty regularly pray this. We say, Lord, we trust your leadership. We will not be offended at your leadership. You know best. And, and for us, there's nothing precious apart from him. Our traditions, our buildings, our programs, the way we did things cannot be elevated beyond what the Lord is saying and doing. Then as you were talking about getting out of the bus, I was just reflecting on uh, the scripture in John 3, that the people who are coming, who are born of, the, born of water and the spirit, that they will be like the wind that they'll go where the spirit leads them. John 3, Jesus talking to Nicodemus, they're unpredictable. They go as the Holy Spirit leads them. This sense of we get out of the bus, we get out of the safe place, we get out of, off a road, which would be, well, we know where we're going. It's a chartered way. And we start navigating a path other than the, the car or the bus or the road. And then when we get to what would normally be a, you can't go any further here, there's an absolute letting go and a trust in God. And again, the wind of the spirit takes us where we need to be. I'll probably pause and say, we're not wild people here. You've, you've been involved in, uh, you know, traditional ministry, raised in church, um, been to Bible college. You were serving in a church as a minister in the traditional sense. I've been a pastor now for, it'll be 20 years this year, um, but been involved in ministry 37 years or something crazy like that, 36 years. It's been a long time. I started when I was two. No, I didn't. I was 13, but I am getting older. Um, but what I'm saying is it's not that we're just, if you like, a little bit crazy prophetic people who've not been involved in day-to-day -day pastoral ministry. We have been, but we hear the voice of the Lord saying, prepare the way for the king, get ready. And will we be courageous enough in moving into the new? So, And what are some of the challenges? I mean, you can take this two ways. Maybe firstly, last year was a really significant for you personally, uh, the year. You, you were settled in a job. You were doing what you're doing. 
and then by the end of the year, you weren't. So that's a massive shift from one to the other. And you, you go into as much detail as you're comfortable talking about. But then secondly, there might be other people who that might relate to, who are thinking, can I do what I'm doing, stay where I am? And God may want some people to stay exactly where they're at. We're not trying to predict what everybody's course is. So firstly, speak about your own journey last year in this waiting for revival, longing for the Lord to come. He's moving pieces and people around into the places he wants them. I think um, I think Gav and I have always, like all the way through ministry, so our journey's been 20 years. I I think all the way along, like it, we want to see more. We, we believe in God's going to do more. There's going to be something in our lifetime. You know, I I used to dream of Jesus' return right from a little girl. And and I think I've always lived with that. There must be more than this over my life. Um, and sort of marrying Gavin, journeying into ministry, we're just like, we're, we're not seeing what we be, what we believe God wants to do. It's coming, but we're not seeing it yet. Um, it sounds like like little children just going, I need more, I need more, but genuinely like longing for a move of the almighty, you know, longing to see him um, just break out and for people to encounter the king. Um, we just, I believe that we're going to see that in the streets, you know, it's going to come everywhere. And, and I was serving the Lord um, within the Baptist church structure. I served the Lord there for 10 years um, as associate ministers in two different churches and and just I mean it was great I learned so much in those spaces and I think my heart cry was always you know Holy Spirit breathe life into this space um breathe your presence breathe um breathe on us God wake us up you know the dry bones let us rise let us stand like that army and advance for the kingdom and I think like through writing Unleashed which Gavin and I launched in March last year I think we were focusing in on the Acts Church and what the Lord was saying about, you know, looking to the ancient path and, and saying, OK, how do we start to look like the early church? I just came away going, I don't feel like we're living this. I don't feel in any way like a woman of integrity walking in what God is asking me to walk in. Um, and I but I did not have permission to leave where I was like I, I, I knew I needed to stay until the Holy Spirit said, it's time to go. And I honestly, if we say anything this afternoon or whenever this airs, it's the fact that the Lord is saying, I believe you follow my voice and you only follow my voice. You are obedient to the word from the throne room and nothing else. And and that's where we'll see the fruit and that's where we're going to see the favor um, flow. And so there did come a point where I was able to step out last year very hard because it's like was like family in that space um but i really felt in 2020 the lord say okay the alarm bells ringing you need to move and so i obediently stepped out um people were very confused and hurt actually in that process because when it's the spirit doing it not everybody understands um and i think you know as well as i do steve as leaders it's hard you upset people um there's a misunderstanding and we have to journey as well as we can in relationship but yeah I began to step out and look at what does it look like for the church to be unleashed and that's what I'm currently walking right now yeah very very good I mean we've been on a similar journey and for those who may not know some may have picked up that there's, there's a group of 10 of us um meeting pretty much every couple of weeks on Zoom, God kind of knit our hearts together. Anne's one of those. It's the senior team of the All Nations Movement. 
Uh, we got to learn each other. We were trying to discern what God is saying. For us locally in Wolverhampton, we moved away from a campus model towards a home church model, which was still working out. But it was the most radical, significant change year for us. And, and I guess that's as the preparing the way for the king, we have to let go of some of the way we've done things if they're contrary to the way that God will be doing things in the next season. I don't think it's change for the sake of change. It's change based on the what the spirit is saying, what the word is revealing. And like you just seeing the book of Acts and thinking we're not doing that. How do we do that better? And, and I think that's ongoing. So we're still in the process of doing that. I know you're also talking to quite a few other people who are hearing that call from the Lord. And we haven't talked about any people in particular, but we, you just mentioned that there's lots of conversations that happen. And, and I guess I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Lots of people reaching out. What are you saying? What are you sensing God saying? I'm, I'm being invited to speak into more conferences and people wanting to know what is God saying. And I know some are just curious. Others are resonating with God's up to something. I want to be a part of it. What are the obstacles people face? So what kind of responses do you get? They come wanting to know, then what? <laughs> yeah, well, just um, like just to bring before that, I, I, I feel like you just made me think of um, this word that just came the other day. And I, I just seen the Lord like like moving people all over the map. Um, it's beautiful that you've got a map behind you, literally picking up loads and loads of people and moving them. I just saw his hand doing that. Um, and I could see, like, I, I heard the words divine rearrange, divine rearrange. And I, I could see like a whirlwind around each person as they were being moved. It was some, it was to do with the speed and the acceleration and the urgency of what the Holy Spirit is doing, I think, right now. Um, but but moving people quite dramatically um, from where they are into new positions, new spaces, new territory. Um, and I was thinking, wow, that looks uncomfortable. You know, when a whirlwind comes, it's not it doesn't it doesn't leave everything looking OK on the ground necessarily, does it? It's quite whoa and it makes you think of Elijah going up in the whirlwind there's something you know of, of something going and something coming something be ending and something beginning when it, it moves to Elisha and the double portion that's coming of, of my spirit and and I think that we're about to see that but the problem is this, the challenges some of the challenges I think are around relationships like people are you know, I can't leave that because of them. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm committed there. That's where I should be. I want to, I want to keep people happy, I think is a big one. Um, I think the call, I think Steve, the call that's on us is, is a real faith journey. I, the call to live by faith, um, and trust God, you know, we, we had conversations in we about our salaries, about literally what happens if we don't get paid anything and God going, but why don't why don't you trust me? Or, you know, for some people, what about my home? What about my pension? What about some of that stuff that we in the church in the West, we've just, it's just come along. It's the package. We've got the package. Well, what do you mean? I'm going to abandon that package and I've got to trust God. And he's like, you know, the sparrows don't worry. The birds of the field, they're, they're not worried. Like, why are you worried about that? But, but we haven't had to live it, I think, in the way that God might be calling us to. Yeah. It's a radical shift. It really is of, of obedience and of courage. Um, yeah, I, 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 and I still feel we're on that journey, Esther and I, just thinking, Lord, and, and it's partly holding on very lightly to things. 
I think some of the other things people may struggle with is if they're used to a tradition, a particular way, a liturgy, a particular way. Uh, it's saying, well, God might be doing something different. He might be using some of the most um, uh, unqualified. I, I get that a lot. I really get a sense that some of the, the best leaders in the next move are going to be people from the margins who would never get accepted in a Bible college, who in some ways are just like they're offensive in the way that they are, but they love the Lord. They've been radically saved, but they're not going to do things the way that the established church may have had. So I do think that revolution is coming, whether we want it or not. But there's an invitation to get involved. And I might even go as far as to say, and I'm not sure if you would agree with this. It is an invitation, but ready or not, the king is coming. And for and for those who don't move with him, the shaking will be even more severe. I think it's tough for everybody. But if we say yes to him, there's a grace. If we fight him, he always wins anyway. So we just make the, the process a little bit longer for ourselves. I'm just thinking personally, you know, what have been, what are the biggest kind of barriers to actually walking this out? And I, I, for me personally, like the whole fear thing is, is really real, you know, and I, I see us like in the surf with surfboards ready to take on these waves. And I think that the Lord is saying, I want you to let go of everything to ride that wave, you know, and it's, oh my goodness, I've got to actually let go of, of my fear. I've got to let go of my anxiety and trust God that he has all of it. He has it all. Seek first my kingdom and everything will be added, you know, to you. And I, and I'm thinking, yeah, but I've grown up in, in the UK, you know, I'm, I'm 41 now. I'm like, I've only ever known like provision come, you know, you get a job, it's provided properly. And like, what do you mean? I've got to go and ride a wave and let go of my fear and totally trust the king. But I honestly think the more we can do that, the more we're going to see, the more we're going to see the Lord move, the more favor that's going to come, the more wonders we're going to see released on the earth. And, and it's just like what he's going to do in us, he'll then release through us um, to see many, many lives transformed. That's what I'm believing for. Yeah. And, and my prayer would be that many would say yes to the Lord, even in listening to the podcast or listening to other things that we put out there. Um, our aim in all of it is, Lord, we want to just serve your purpose in raising people who are ready, ready for the king and, and I guess preparing the way for the Lord in what we're doing. Um, just uh, before I ask you the final question, um, if people wanted to connect with you, how best can they do that? I know you're leading Unleashed Church. I probably should have said this right at the beginning, but you're leading Unleashed Church, which is becoming a movement, not just a church. There's other things that the Lord's opening up for you. Uh, you're also part of the All Nations uh, movement team, the senior team that are overseeing that. Uh, but if people wanted to connect with Anne Calva, how best do they do that? Yeah, so they can email me at anne at unleashedchurch.co.uk or we've got a Facebook page, Unleashed Church. That would be probably the two best ways. Great. So last question I think I'm going to ask you, unless you think I've missed something and you want to sneak it in, you can. Um, but what... Um, in, in the last week or so, is there a thought that the Lord has been impressing upon you that you would like to leave as an encouragement for people? Yeah, I, I've been feeling like the Lord is saying to me, take everyone with you. Um, and just reminded of Joshua, you know, and when they crossed the Jordan, that actually, yes, the army moved first and the wives, the women and children don't go at that point. 
but then everybody is taken across um, the river. And I just, I think my, my heart cry and my sense is that the Lord's heart burns with, I want everybody, I want everybody to come across. Now, I do think that it'll get harder, like as we go further down the journey. So if you're in a space of, of sensing God saying, like starting to move you, I would say just don't hold back from that movement, um, just surrender to it. And the obedience thing like we've already named is the most important thing. But I just think we can also trust the hand of our God to bring his people on the journey that he wants to take them on. And I think one of my prayers is, Lord, please do that. Please bring everybody into the space, into the territory that you want to bring them into. Please prepare all our hearts for what you're going to do and let none be left behind. And yeah, I think that's probably. Thank you, Thank you so much, Anne. And I, I, I'm just concurring with you. Uh, that's a good word, isn't it? I concur. Um, but basically just saying we are in a season of preparation, foundations, relationships, the Lord having the right people in the right places. And so it is a significant time to have a yes to the Lord and to journey it through in community where you can. And I pray that you'd have a, a real open hearted um, surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's been a delight to have you on the um, program today. Really appreciate the wisdom. I'm sure people will connect and we'll do something again in series two. Um, but thank you so much for the wisdom that you shared and the prophetic sense. And don't forget the show notes where you can look at those prophetic words in more detail later on. Right now, I have a special deal on my four books. Rouse the Warriors, which is all about raising an end-time army. Burning Ones, which is about igniting a fuel and a passion for Jesus. One Life, all about discovering your purpose and what God has called you to do. And then the devotional, highly flammable, 40 days of devotions to set your heart on fire. There's a deal right now on all four books, and you can find out more at steveuppel.com.